I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. And the Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Come back, pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back. We are in the Stiefel Sports Studio in the way of Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village. I told you, get down here. It is packed. They are ready to go. Stadium empty, but it's going to open here shortly for fans to come filing in for a 115 start. The Cardinals and the New York Yankees. And the Cardinals have won the first two of this series. They won 4-3 to three on Friday. They won one nothing yesterday, and they go today at 1-15 with a 12-20 pregame. And Adam Wainwright will pitch against Frankie Montas, the pitcher that was number one on the market once Luis Castillo of the Reds went off. Cardinals, you got to think they kicked the tires on all of these starting pitchers. They ended up with two good lefties, Jose Quintana and Jordan Montgomery, who spun five scoreless innings yesterday against his former team. Yankees picked up Harrison Bader, who's injured, for Jordan Montgomery, and one of their most consistent starters stuck it to his old team yesterday. I would not discount this Yankees team. They're going to erupt at some point. Unfortunately for them, they have to face Adam Wainwright. He's the starting pitcher today. He'll throw that first pitch at 115. We are going to be joined by Nick Ragone of the Ascension Charity Classic with a special announcement at 1115. At 1130, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mosellock. And at 1145, Albert Pujols. We'll also check in on the Cardinals for any updates as we inch closer to game time. We're coming to you from Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village. Nice mixture of Cardinals and Yankees fans here, although a lot more Cardinals fans than Yankee Blue. I will tell you, last night, being at the ballpark was pretty special. 48,581, largest crowd in Bush Stadium 3 history. That's including all the playoffs and the World Series and the All-Star Game in 2009. Massive crowd. Just people want to be here. They want to experience the ballpark and this historic rivalry. These two teams representing 38 World Championships. That's a third of the world championships 
coming out of the World Series. The World Series has been played 117 times, and the Yankees have won 27 of those. The Cardinals have won 11. The teams have met in the World Series five times, and the Cardinals have won three of those five. The last time they met was in 1964. Could they meet again? A lot would have to happen. The Cardinals would have to emerge in a very tough National League, and the Yankees are really slipping here. They've got to figure it out how to get themselves back. The Astros are right on their heels, just a half game behind them for the best record in the AL. A team that did go on and win it all was the 1999 St. Louis Rams, and yesterday they were appropriately celebrated by their coach, Dick Vermeil going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And before we go any further, I wanted to play you a little bit of Coach Vermeil in Canton yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Dick Vermeil for enshrinement into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Carl Peterson and John Shira. Dick Vermeil walking out to the stage with his presenters wearing his gold jacket and certainly a proud moment for the 85-year-old. Doesn't look 85. He is just something else. Dick Vermeil, full of energy. What an exciting time for him. Let's listen in on that a little bit. Here's Dick Vermeil as they unveil the bust for the crowd in Canton, Ohio. What do you think? What do you think? All right, coach. Thank you. <laughs> this would be the first of hundreds of thank yous in his Woo! long speech. Uh, that's just a little bit. We'll play a little bit of Dick Vermeil as we go along this morning. We are going to take a break here momentarily and hear from, again, Nick Ragone, John Mosellock, and Albert Pujols. But here's a little bit of Dick Vermeil, the Hall of Famer. Chiefs. You bet Hillsdale High School. You bet Napa College. You bet UCLA. Thank you. Thank you very much. Carl Peterson, thank you for your presentation. Thank you for 48 years of consistent, loyal, personal, professional, and financial support. I love you, buddy, and you've been a main, main key and cog in my life for a long time. The other person was John Shira. Who knows John Shire anymore? Well, if you played in the back then, you would have known him. John Shire was the most valuable player in the Rose Bowl. January 1st, 1976, when we beat the number one team in the country, Ohio State and Woody Hayes. Major upset. The reason I'm here today is because how well John Shire played that day, not because how bright I was as a football coach. He played lights out i was fortunate enough to bring him back later make a safety out of him because i needed his i needed his support i needed him covering my back so johnny thank you thank you very much hall of fame class of 22 what an honor what an honor to share this stage this honor with you unbelievable bill mcpherson love you mr bryant your coach he worked for me at UCLA and the Philadelphia. He loved you. He predicted you would be here. Th thank you guys for sharing the 2022 class. Thank you, Hall of Famers. Thank you, Hall of Famers. 
There's a couple guys in here I'm not too excited about. Cliff Harris, Keith Crefley is out there somewhere looking for you, okay? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, thank you. You know, I've been fortunate in my career to have had the opportunity to coach 10 Hall of Fame football players as a head coach, five Hall of Fame players as an assistant coach, coach and work with three NFL Hall of Fame coaches in George Allen, okay, in George Allen, in Sid Gilman, in Sid Gilman, and the great Bill Walsh, unbelievable. I've had the opportunity to coach against 12 head football coaches that are already in the Hall of Fame. Many of them kicked my butt many, many times. Wow, look at this. That is Dick Vermeil. Uh, again, that is from the Pro Football Hall of Fame a YouTube page. What a neat moment that is for the great Hall of Fame coach now. Well, well deserved. We're going to take a quick time out. Some Hall of Famers will be in St. Louis September 9th through the 11th at the Ascension Charity Classic. The PGA Tour Champions event is just a month away and some special announcements coming. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Ascension's Nick Ragone, that's next on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back, Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village, the Stiefel Sports Studio. It is the Cardinals and the Yankees this afternoon, a 115 start for Adam Wainwright. And welcome to Nick Ragone of Ascension, who not only is planning a huge golf tournament next month, one month from now, but he also was in attendance last night to see the Yankees, a team that he's not fond of because he grew up in New York as a Met fan. Do I have that all right, Nick? I mean, it's the best of both worlds last night. I got to openly root for my Cardinals because now I'm a Cardinal fan, a former Met fan, but 
you know, one thing Met fans and Cardinal fans have in common is I think we dislike the Yankees. So it was fun to see them and see them win a great game and a great pitcher's duel. And this team is on a roll. What an absolute uh, scene that was last night. What a win for the Cardinals. What a game. And really, when you think about the sports scene in St. Louis, it's no surprise. We are picking up steam around here. Well, literally, it was steamy last night. But we're picking up all kinds of events. So I just talked to Chris Blair about the IndyCar race that's coming in a couple of weeks. NASCAR, XFL's coming, St. Louis City SC is coming, and oh, our golf events piling up in the St. Louis area, Nick. This is a lot of fun. It really is. You know, we uh, our charity classic is about five weeks out. And, you know, golf is golf in the region has become uh, a driver of sports growth and, and for the country to see. You know, we have the President's Cup coming to Belle Reve, which is going to be really exciting, I think, at 2030. And I think uh, I think the BMW Championship, from what I read, is also going to be coming the PJ Tour event in 2026 at Belle Reve. And I think, you know, the PJ Tour now through the Charity Classic views St. Louis as a key growth market. And that's really exciting. It's because of the fans. It's because of the attendance of the event the charitable money that we raised last year. And that it feels really good to make kind of golf now, professional golf at the PGA Tour level, uh, part of the DNA of the community. Our friends over at Bell Reef Country Club, there's been a lot of buzz about a possible event hitting them. Now, when the President's Cup was announced in 2030, and that was a formal announcement, there was a lot of buzz about the BMW Championship in 26. That never was officially announced. In fact, it still hasn't been officially announced, although I've seen a lot already printed about a f- f- upcoming announcement, I guess forthcoming, I should say. What, what do you know about what's happening in our region? You know, I know what you read, but I know that the tour, you know, the PGA Tour does both the Champions Tour and the BMW, and then the PGA of America separate body does the uh, the majors. They did the major at Bell Reva 2018. But the PGA Tour, I know, and they do the PGA Tour also does the President's Cup, so it's a little confusing, but, you know, the PGA Tour now has the Essential Charity Classic. It looks like the BMW and the President's Cup all in this market. So what does that tell you about professional golf in St. Louis and how the tour really wants to reinvest in our community. I mean, if you think about it, the last time the PJ Tour had a regular presence here in St. Louis was 1972-73 when they had the St. Louis Classic, which, by the way, Lee Trevino won the first one, and he's going to be one of our legends this year. But it's been 50 years since they've had a regular presence, and now to have the Charity Classic, the BMW, and the President's Cup in our market from the PJ Tour, it, it speaks volumes of, of fan engagement. It does, and I think that the, that PGA Championship in 18 left a lasting impression. But quite honestly, I'll give you some credit here. I mean, the Ascension Charity Classic caught everyone's eye in 2021. We had heard the buzz about it. The pandemic shut it down in 20. Not only did you raise a lot of money for North County Charities, Boys and Girls Club, Urban League, Mary Grove, but you drew record numbers, I should say, over expectation type numbers and it looks like you're growing even further than that nick what's the latest there yeah i mean our projections so in the first year you know we we set records for inaugural events as far as attendance and we we blew past all of our internal metrics we doubled and just looking at where we are this year as far as we sold out all of our sponsorships almost all the pro-ams ticket sale projections will we're going to comfortably increase last year's record crowd i think by at least 25 percent maybe 50 maybe more depending on the weather but all of our projections show us blowing past last year which Again, I think it's a testament to, A, our ability to give back to charity. You mentioned Boys and Girls North, uh, 
Mary Grove and Urban League. And B, I think, you know, St. Louis fans take pride in St. Louis events and they want to show the rest of the country. We do sports here and engagement better than anybody. You look at the PGA Bell Reeve set records, our tournament did. And I think you're right. It caught the eye of the PGA Tour who looked at, you know, thinking about the President's Cup here. It's the same body that runs our tournament. And they said, look at what the champ, uh, the Champions Tour did with the Charity Classic. And so to bring that back and maybe the BMW, I just think it speaks to the way the country now views St. Louis sports fans, which are we are the most engaged. I don't have any doubt about that. It's a week-long event. Uh, You start early in the week and you continue through Sunday for your championship round, final round. Leading into that, you have not one but two pro-ams. Am I right, or do you have more than that? Actually, we have have three now. You have three now. That's right. So lay those out for me, if you would. So we, we added another day of pro-ams on Tuesday. There was so much demand. So we have a, another pro-am Tuesday, and we have our APGA pro-am, which is our other tournament up at Glen Echo pro-am on Tuesday at Norwood. So we've added two extra pro-ams on Tuesday, and then we have Wednesday, and then Thursday is the official pro-am, which is the one where we have attended. So last year, you remember that I told you the story, Tom. For our pro-am on Thursday, we had about 5,000 people come out, which to put that in perspective on the Champions Tour, 5,000 people is a good Friday, and in some markets a good Saturday. Yeah. For us, it was a pro-am Thursday, and so – that's when we have our celebrities come out, you know, and I don't know if you want to announce it, but we, we have a pretty cool celebrity pairing on Thursday. I know the fans are going to want to come out and either root or heckle. Yes, uh, I, I can safely announce, and I just uh, texted with this individual to make sure he was good to go uh, with making the announcement. Uh, he is former Cardinal David Freeze, who hit the greatest home run in Cardinals history, the dead center field in game six of the 2011 World Series. Before that, down to his last strike, a triple off the wall that ended up tying the game and sending the Cardinals to a game seven eventually and winning the World Series. World champion David Freeze will join me. We'll also be joined by my Golf Happy Hour co-host, Marina Horton. We'll be talking all kinds of trash my way, even though we're on the same team. I am, <laughs> but a very talented golfer in her own right and an excellent uh, talent uh, on our video series. Uh, and we're going to have some other special guests, too. I, I do believe we're confirmed with Stiefel CEO Ron Krzyzewski to be in our foursome, and, and a, a pro will join us as well. So we'll be out there. I better get my game together if I'm going to play in front of a crowd, Nick. You absolutely. First of all, Marina will give you some guff out there, even though you're probably going to be teammates. She she's a better golfer than you, and she also talks trash better than you. So she's got you on both fronts. But um, you know, I suspect your your group, and uh, I may make an appearance in that group. Will have uh, quite a following. So definitely. And look, I played with you, Tom. You have a great game. You bunt it around nicely. You have a great wedge game. But you're going to have to step it up a little bit. Yeah, I am. I, my thing is just keep it in the fairway. That's what I concentrate on. Short game wins. I've always kind of felt that way, but I'm starting to get envious of these big bombers out there. So I'm trying to bulk up and see if I can start ripping a few, trying to buy myself a golf game by buying a new driver, see if that'll help. Uh, we have uh, such great things coming, though, with the Ascension Charity Classic. What else can you tell us about the upcoming celebrity appearances? We talked about Lee Trevino, Nancy Lopez. That was fun to be able to talk to Nancy, one of the greatest golfers of all time, when you had the event in St. Louis last week, Nick. Yeah, I mean, we we had a great lunch, and thank you, uh, with Nancy and Lee, and they told some great stories. They actually know each other from back when Nancy was 12 and she won the New Mexico State Open, and uh, Lee was doing a clinic uh, for, for, for kids, and 
her dad said to Lee, can you take a look at Nancy's swing? And she had a quirky swing. And he said, what do you think? And he goes, don't change it. If it works, don't change it. And Nancy talked about how she's kept that advice her whole life, never touched her swing. And, you know, we also have Hale Irwin playing on a Legends on Saturday. So we got Nancy Lee, Hale, Ozzy, Coach Bruby, and a sixth legend, which uh, I'm going to break with you next week. I can't confirm it yet, but it might be an active legend from the St. Louis area. I'll just tease it a little bit. A, a huge name, uh, an active player in our area. And so that Saturday's turned out to be really special. And last year with Watson and Nicholas, we had about 8,000 people alone following that group. And we expect to have even bigger crowds this year. And I think it'll be really special to come out and see, especially Nancy and Lee, you know, as we lean into making golf more diverse and inclusive and have our APGA event, having two of the game's greatest of the all time playing and really represents, you know, kind of diversity in golf, I think is going to make it really special. Love it. Uh, we're going to have some fun, and, and we'll be doing a media day uh, with David Toms, where Marina is going to join me with the media to ask a few questions of your defending champion and yourself, Nick. Yeah, a little Q&A. You know, I wouldn't mind some softballs, but David has been a great champion. You know, we, David, we couldn't uh, draw it up at a central casting end better. You know, when he won, he was in tears on 18. It meant so much to him. He talked about it being feeling like a tour event coming down the stretch. And so he's coming in. He's been a great ambassador for our event the whole year, and he's going to do some media. And looking forward to that Q&A and appreciate, you know, your, your support in the media. The media has been great in the area. You know, the fans, the media, the corporate partners, the community, they really, you know, we're St. Louis strong and they take care of each other. And it's really special. Well, I'm just all for events that help grow the region, whether it's uh, your event or any of the other sports that I mentioned. And I would never leave someone out. So I just leave it broad and say that we appreciate the leaders in our region thinking big. And for you to come in from New York, make St. Louis your home, uh, is special to all of us. So we appreciate that, and we wish you the best with your event. We look forward to seeing you at Media Day on Tuesday. Excellent. Thank you, Tommy. And, uh, and go Cards. Love to see a sweep against the Yankees. You know, us see Mets that? fans love two things. Uh, as a former Mets fan, Mets wins and Yankee losses. So let's see the Yankees lose. <laughs> That's right. We converted a Mets fan even. I mean, look at this. So yep. It's unbelievable. Cardinals all the Nick, way. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Thank you so much for everything. We appreciate the visit on KMOX. Take care, Tom. Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock, joins us next. It's 1130, coming to you live from Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village. It's sports on a Sunday morning on the home of the Cardinals, KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gunner. Big fly, no Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Torres is waiting for the 0-2 pitch from Giovanni Gallegos. The former Yankee deals a swing and a miss, a Redbird winner. And this ball game has come to an end. Gallegos strikes out Torres. And they light up the night in downtown St. Louis. The Cardinals have won a pair of one-run games against the New York Yankees, 4-3 last night, and one nothing tonight behind Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Hicks, Genesis Cabrera, and Giovanni Gallegos. Welcome back. Sports on a Sunday morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Coming to you from Ballpark Village, Cardinals Nation. And what a call last night. What a game. What a weekend this has been. John Rooney there and John Mosellock, now the Cardinals president of baseball operations, is with us. What a week this has been, huh? 
Yeah, it's been an amazing weekend here. Uh, obviously, uh, anybody that's been down at the ballpark knows it felt like a very much an October feel. And to, to come out away with that with two victories was, was awesome. And I think probably the, the one guy that we overlooked possibly might be the defensive Newt Bar because um, he made two amazing plays Friday night and one last night that I think kept them off the board. So that does not yeah, include Ryan Helsley, but great a combo week for the that... Cardinals. And uh, yeah, it's been a you know busy three baseball side, and now we're kind of enjoying the moment and, and allowing ourselves to sort of catch our breath. Absolutely. Newt Bar with a tremendous play yesterday, that sliding catch. He made the diving catch, as you mentioned, the day before was blowing a bubble as he was falling to the turf. He is something else. He's kind of a, a freak athlete meets intense competitor, really special player that I'm sure you've had uh, your eye on and your heart set to for a long time, haven't you? Well, he's an interesting guy in the sense that in a lot of ways he was a a victim of of the pandemic, meaning he just didn't get a lot of at-bats really from the time he got drafted to sort of where we are today. And then, you know, last year getting getting playing time at the big leagues, getting some exposure. But when you think about those developmental years, missing 2020 due to the pandemic, it's it's just one of those things where I think as an organization we're really learning what we have here. But, you know, clearly our Department, our player development group, you know, had a lot of faith in him, and and I think we're dividends now. So, you know, the one thing sure I remember talking to him about when the Arizona League was just trying to get as much playing time as possible, make the most of it, and uh, you know, right now he's he's a you know a key player on on a team that that desperately needs a contribution from people other than our first baseman and third baseman. Nolan Arenado, before we get into your pitcher last night, who you acquired from the Yankees, but Nolan Arenado on his way to a 10th consecutive gold glove with plays like that. Just amazing. And then if you think about the offense, I mean, offense so precious in a game like that. How about a 10-pitch at bat for him in the first inning, and he delivers after the goldie double? Yeah, that was huge. Obviously, that that one run uh, held up, but you know, great at bat. You know, I, I think the more we get to to watch Goldie, the more we get to watch Nolan Arenado, we realize how special they are, and, and and there's reasons why these guys are considered elite players in the game. And uh, you know, the defensive play he made last night to that at bat, and really, when you think about over the last so two months with with what Goldie and, and he have been able to do. In a lot of ways, they carried us. But now, all of a sudden, you're starting to see our club uh, play more as a team. You're starting to get contributions from different parts of the team, which I just think is really critical to the success. And so, you know, really happy for what we're seeing out of our club right now. And uh, hopefully we have some brighter days ahead. You know, you and I talked before the deadline, and you spoke to the media after the deadline. Obviously, there was a mega player out there who ended up going to the Padres who – now, who wouldn't be interested in a player like that? But, you know, beyond that, you, you do have to manage expectations, both as a fan base, I think, and as an organization. You, you try to do what you can to improve the team, and you set out to do uh, just what you did. You acquired two starting pitchers. You had to do it, didn't you, to repair your rotation? And uh, who knows what's to come if Jack Flaherty ends up joining this club. Yeah, I think like when you go back and, and, and sort of revisit the, the trading deadline strategy, look, like everybody has an opinion on this. Everybody thinks their opinion is probably better than necessarily what we did. But I, you know, I promise you that we exhausted 
all the different possibilities internally. Um, you know, when I think back to, to all those meetings, all those hours, all those discussions, um, obviously we, we, we hope we made the right decision, but the strategy was, was try to improve our, our depth at, at the rotation by doing so, getting Quintana, that's, you know, immediate uh, major league experience. He's done this before. And then going out and getting Jordan Montgomery, who's someone that we do have under control for, for another year. Uh, we, we earmarked as just guys that we thought could, could help us and, and help us now but also give us something for the future. So, you know, I, I think um, as, as we reflect back on the trading deadline, which um, everybody has the right to do, um, we'll certainly see how this plays out. But obviously, you know, in the short view, it looks pretty good right now. Sure. And Montgomery last night, you know, I saw him at Yankee Stadium in mid-July. Uh, he did exactly what he did last night. I mean, he gave up a few runs in that game against the Red Sox. Last night, he gives up none, but I just like the way he bears down. Uh, he gave you five innings that it started to cramp up a little bit. That humidity was no joke. Uh, but Montgomery is tough, and I, I feel like a good fit for this team personality-wise also. Yeah, obviously just getting to know him, uh, just met him the other day, but looks like he's going to fit in just right with this team, which is great. But I also think, like, you know, when you look at, at someone like him, his profile fits our team. In other words, he's a strike thrower. He's someone that's going to let the ball be put in play, keep it on the ground. And, and I think, you know, ultimately he's going to be uh, ideal for what we're looking for. And, you know, last night was a great first start. Absolutely. And now you get Adam Wainwright against the Yankees with Yadier Molina behind the plate. I don't think there's any doubt what Yadi brings to this team. The team is 5-0 and since he joined the clubhouse again. They're also 5-0 and since the deadline. Uh, they're also in first place in the NL Central. And I mentioned Flaherty's name just a moment ago. I mean, when you add pieces and pieces that you know have – a great track record, it does help, doesn't it? What is the latest on Flaherty? What can you tell us as we sit here on Sunday morning? Yeah, actually, we were pretty encouraged where Jack is. Uh, he returned late Friday night, uh, joined the club yesterday. He had a uh, – I think, I think he'll throw a bullpen today if all goes well. Hopefully, uh, some point this week, he's out for a rehab assignment, and then we'll just build him up to where he's ready to uh, join the club at some point uh, later in the month or early September. But just based on what we're hearing, what we're seeing, we're pretty excited about where he's at. What about uh, the fact that Paul DeYoung has come back and done what he's done? Does it say something about, you know, we always talk about your farm system and your prospects and how they are developed, but that a player can go back and get himself to a place where he feels more comfortable with his swing. That has to count for something as well. You know, I think like with anything, um, when, it, when when players struggle, it th there is a mental side of this game that I think a lot of us, um, you know, don't maybe uh, value in the sense of, of when, when he was up here, it wasn't that he wasn't trying, it wasn't that he wasn't working, but he wasn't having success. And, and that can beat you up on an individual level. And I think for him to go down to Memphis and, and you know, even the first couple of weeks in Memphis, he was still struggling. And then, you know, ultimately started to, to find his swing. And I guess he was finding his swing. He was really getting more just confidence. And so for him to go out and, and do what he did down in Memphis, we were confident in him that he could come back and, and really hit the ground running. And I think we've seen that. So that's great news for him. 
and really great news for our club. Well, I appreciate the time very much. I know that this weekend has been pretty wild at the ballpark. They uh, are able to handle the Cubs and now the Yankees and Another game, a long way to go, but so far very encouraging and uh, absolutely appreciate the time that you spend with us on KMOX. Thank you for it. All right, thanks, Tommy. Let's have a good one today. Absolutely. John Mosellock, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll hear from Albert Pujols next on KMOX. We're not likely to see his likes again. The pitch to Musio. A hot shot on the ground in the right field. A base hit. Cardinals lead, one to nothing. Albert Pujols comes to bat, Albert against the Royals. Albert digs back in, open stance, deep in the box, pulls it down on the end. Albert Pujols, the 1-0 pitch to Albert, is hit high and deep. He hits a fly ball left field, that's back. It's a big fly for Albert Pujols, and it's gone! Now, Tom Ackerman, and five minutes with number five. A thunderous ovation for Albert Pujols. Five minutes with number five. It's Albert Pujols. Let's talk for a few minutes about Stan the Man, Stan Musial. That smile, that swing, that stance, that voice. In times like these when you're wearing the Cardinals uniform, how often do you think of him? A lot. I mean, walking through the tunnel, seeing his name, you know, in the wall, All-Star Gang, MVP, you know, coming through here and see those banners walking into this clubhouse, you know, and just, just, just uh, seeing his memories pretty much, you know, walking through here, you know, the time that we had on this earth. So I was blessed to really have uh, the opportunity to spend some time with him. And, uh, you know, I did enjoy a lot of my time with him. And uh, obviously he has been missed here, but his legacy, you know, had left behind and his family has done a really good job you know, to leave that legacy in this organization and I think the whole country, you know, and forget about the same usual, the, what he did in the field, you know, let's talk about what he did off the field and that's something that is pretty special and how he served this country and I think, you know, I'm honored and blessed to have my, my name, you know, mentioned in the same sentence, I was the man. When you just when we talk about him, we always talk about him as a human being, as you said. You think about him as a person, and how special is that? The kindness that he was able to portray, to, to pass on to other people. Almost feel like if we could all be a little more like Stan Musial, this would be a great world. Yeah, I mean, and then that's something that that as a player, you know, that's something that myself when I'm done playing this year, you know, that is the legacy. And that is the responsibility that we all should leave behind. And that's something that, you know, having those guys and not just Stan, you know, the Bob Gibson, the Lou Brock, the Red Shannon, you know, made those people really um, touch, touch my life, change my life. Uh, just the time that I spent with them, you know, my 11 years here. Uh, fortunately, you know, we lost them. Um, that's how it is, and, you know, we, we're going to be missing them, but just the legacy speaks for itself and what they did in the community and what they did for this organization. So for me as a young player coming through this locker room, you know, when I start learning about those guys and, you know, who they were, I think what caught me more was who they were off the field and how they serve and how they serve this community and, 
and the legacy that they want to leave behind, and that's something that I'm myself focused on it, you know, because we want to touch more life, hopefully afterwards, than the life that we're going to touch when we in our career. Well said, and that's what you're doing with the Pujols Family Foundation, and congratulations on that. The model of consistency as players, I know, is something that you took after and have carried on. So that's also part of your legacy in that respect as a baseball player. Thank you so much. I've been blessed to have great people around me to guide me the right way. And that's something, you know, that, yes, the Lord has given me the ability and the talent, but also who have great people around me that, you know, guide me and, and just uh, just lead me to make the right decision and give me wisdom, you know. Uh, and that's, that's the thing, you know, and I'm blessed for that. There's more to come. I know that. Albert Pujols, thank you. Thanks, buddy. Good to see you. Albert Pujols, five minutes with number five. We do it every week with him. Tomorrow, a new one at 9.50 on Total Information AM. Joe Pott joins me in our broadcast location here at Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village. I made the call last night. I said, you know what? We're going to do the show from Cardinals Nation. I mean, that's what we should do. I like it. There we are. It has been a playoff atmosphere here for three days. Absolutely. Uh, what have you experienced? You had the pregame and postgame yesterday. Historic game, one nothing, and uh, the Cardinals and Yankees played in front of the biggest crowd in the history of this ballpark. And, and you could just feel it. I was down here really early, and it was full really early, and people are out, and they're exploring the city, and they're taking advantage. I know I saw your tweet. You were sitting next to a guy from Toledo, Ohio, who just wanted to be yeah. here. He, he was just a baseball guy. Wanted to be in Bush Stadium, wanted to be part of that, and I think a lot of that is what we're seeing here. He did have one family member who came in the group who was a Yankee fan, but otherwise he orchestrated and said, I think we just have to go. That's awesome. And so they made a seven-hour drive down, and just he said, first time ever. And I said, are you an Ohio State fan? And he turned to face me. He was wearing an Ohio <laughs> State polo. And so, you know, an appreciation for the pageantry of sport, and certainly we had that yesterday. Yadier Molina doing his thing yesterday. It was the first thing that Ali Marmol said in our conversation this morning was let's talk about right there why Yadier Molina is the best catcher of all time. Ninth inning with Giovanni Gallegos. I had a friend who texted me last night after the game. He goes, sometimes Gallegos just needs to be yelled at in Spanish by Yadi, doesn't he? <laughs> We got about 20 seconds. What's coming up on the show? Well, of course, we're going to hear from the uh, Cards manager, Oliver Marmel, again as he talks to Klaibs. We'll hear from the guys calling the game. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit from Adam Wainwright, who will start today. So we'll hear from him and talking about, you know, what it means to get past this trade deadline and still have a, a big core of this uh, this team. Joe is coming up after the noon news, 12-20 pregame, 1-15 first pitch on KMOX from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 